0: Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined today by uh, someone who uh, has been in the Milwaukee music scene for a very long time. Um, She's been in a wide myriad of bands over the years, among them Iron Pizza, Tell Me, Pussy Collector, uh, several others that we're going to name in a little bit. Um, but yes, yeah, she, um, she's a bartender at Cactus Club and, uh, you know, the, the best venue in the city. And, uh, I'm excited to talk to her a little bit about, um, local music and why we miss it. So thank you for joining me, Rachel Thompson.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> What's up?
0: <laughs> Yo, <laughs> um, how, uh, how are you today?
1: Um, I'm pretty good, you know, waking up, the sun shining, uh, it's another day in a pandemic, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, for real though, like, it all, time has just all blended together, uh, yeah. since last March, you know.
1: Yeah, you get used to it, but then it's just like, whoa, what's going on?
0: <laughs> uh, I saw a meme yesterday, um, like, because you know how, like, we got the polar vortex, and, like, mm-hmm. the sun just struggles to come out these days. Yeah. I saw a meme yesterday. It was, like, someone pointing a gun at the sun and was, like, don't you ever disappear on us ever again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's real, though. Like, we need it. Yeah. I just got, like, a happy light the other day for me and my son, Lincoln, just to, like, sit in front of. <laughs> it's crazy.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like... There's something about like when you like walk out into like the rest of your house and it's just got all this natural light in it, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: That's that's yeah. crucial.
1: Yeah. You got some good light on you right now. So Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glowing.
1: I'm yes. Glowing. Love uh, it.
0: You are too. You are too. <laughs> um so uh, uh so, Rachel, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And so we met um, just from Cactus Club. You know, I used to go there for shows all the time. Uh, I write for Breaking and Entering. So, like, I met, I've met, i met all kinds of people there and have interviewed so many people in the upstairs room. And yeah. uh, it's a very, very important place to me. Um, and. Uh, one of the places I, quite frankly, miss most um, totally. through the pandemic. Um, so, uh, yeah. So that's how we met. But I know you've been in bands for a while, Rachel. We'll start with. Um, so, are you like from Milwaukee?
1: Yeah. So born and raised in Milwaukee. Um, I grew up in a small town called South Milwaukee, <laughs> um, uh, and Oak Creek. Yeah. So just right up the road. Um, but yeah, that, um, high school was like a huge struggle. I didn't really like fit in. So I would literally walk a mile down like farm roads to take the bus an hour to River West when I was like 15 to go see punk shows in CD basements. Um, and that's when I met, uh, Kelsey and all that. Like when I was about, like, out. yeah. Shout yeah 15 she's playing in bands and we're you know walking street to street to go to a different punk house and watch bands like all afternoon all night and it was like pretty lawless and fun so
0: that's that's pretty hardcore
1: yeah yeah it was like you're walking down the street with like 40 bottles and like at that age it like didn't matter in river west like it was just like no one cared, like cops would break up the is and like literally, I ran into a cop with a 40 bottle once trying to like run out, and they're just like, keep it down. So it was cool, <laughs> it was fun, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's how I like really got introduced to like music. I guess I just like jumped right into that, <laughs> but yeah. yeah,
0: no, no, that's well, that's a great segue. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah like I mean, I've only been in Riverwest for almost two years now, but you know. It's it's amazing what uh, the, like, the DIY scene, like, what basements it brings you in. And, mm-hmm. like, um, and there's some really great bands and artists that have been bred, like, right out here in oh, yeah. those basements. Um, yeah. And one of the most, uh, definitely one of the most important ones in the last couple of years has been Matt Klasel's basement.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Shout out to Nausicaa. Soon yeah, I it. never
1: got to go there. It was just like it kind of just like happened and then I never got to see a show there. So that's like a bummer. But hopefully someday. Yeah. Like basement yeah. shows like basement shows like that was like our thing, and especially being like a teenager. It was it was amazing it was just like it was magical to just like see these random bands and bands that like turned out to be like big and you're like i saw them in a kitchen like the right. floor was like breaking and like yeah now they're, they're like this big band like it just it's cool it's really neat and you meet a lot of people from out of town and that's a cool thing because then when your band's touring you're like hey yeah my friend, yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah Uh, that's 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 awesome like yeah it's the whole interconnectedness of it
1: yeah the community like from near and far it's music just brings people together and it's really beautiful and that's why it's been like a huge part of my life and has helped me even though I skipped a lot of school to go sit at fuel and go see punk shows
0: hey love it that's great
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, yeah uh Is that kind of funny, like, if you can just be, like, walking on, walking down any given street of River West and be like, oh, yeah, I've been in that house before.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's really weird. Or like, people, like, move into houses, and I'm like, oh, my God, I remember this crazy show in that basement, like, just, like, I have memories of all these houses. It's really weird. It's really weird.
0: That's a really, I think that's a really neat part about this neighborhood. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... So, Rachel, like, what were, like, um, kind of, like, what was the kind of music you really gravitated towards growing up? Like, what did you grow up listening to?
1: Um, <clears throat> well, Eric Schultz was, like, one of the first people I met, um, and him and my friend Jim, they, sh- they showed me so much, um, and it was a lot of, like, pop punk. It was a lot of, like... Underground, like underrated pop punk stuff, like Super Drag. Um, mm-hmm. That's my favorite band through and through. But Jim made me a bunch of like mixtapes and I listened to it on like a little Walkman and like, yeah. So I really, it was a lot of pop pop, a lot of pop punk. <laughs> um, and then a lot of stuff like Bright Eyes and you know, the stuff that as a teenager you gravitate and relate to. So those are like my two things. Um, but yeah, it was always my dream to like being a cool pop punk band and did it when I grew up and it was cool. <laughs>
0: you, you did do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so you did that several times, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And uh, that being said, like, what was your first band?
1: Um, My first band is actually called chubby cheeks and the burrito blowouts. Um, (laughs) all my bands have really, um, ridiculous names, but I was, I think 2021. Um, and yeah, that was, believe it or not, I was like super shy. Like I, I like to party and hang out, but like just with my friends. So he put me in front of a microphone at like the age 20-21 and I just like I was just a lead singer and I just stood there with like the mic stand like and I canceled shows because my anxiety was so bad but that helped me like gain confidence and like literally find my voice and bartending too so it's helped a lot with like anxiety and all those things but yeah Chubby Cheeks and the Brito Blots was my first band and we went on tour right away and That blew my mind. We went all the way to the West Coast and back. um, And we hit snowstorms, like almost died a couple times, like flying off cliffs in a van, like hitting ice. Like I actually flew back um, when we hit Texas because I was like, I can't do this. This is terrifying. So it was cool. Like it was a good experience. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yes. Yeah,
0: for (laughs) sure. No, that's... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that was like a lot to step into, like being as it was such like a, a instantaneous thing.
1: Yeah, it was it was really wild, and and I was in a van with like a bunch of like older dudes that were like that have toured before, and it was crazy and terrifying. And a boyfriend, I was in the band that band I was in with. Um, a boyfriend and we just broke up before that tour too so that was like it was a whole experience
0: for sure oh yeah yeah
1: yeah so yeah. but from then on um when I toured a couple other times with bands um it was great and it was fun so that first scary experience was like worth it and it showed me a lot
0: awesome great um yeah. what's been like uh one of your favorite cities that you visited on tours
1: um hmm a hard question um probably I liked San Pedro because Sunken City was like really cool and it's just like a neat little town um but on Pussy Collector Tour I loved Chattanooga because it's crazy and lawless like you think Wisconsin can drink like it's scary there <laughs> um but that was fun um, and New York City. Hmm. I just love New York so it was cool to like be on like rooftops and experience that and it was, yeah it was a lot of fun.
0: That's that's really dope. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: no that's well shit I mean for one I knew nothing about Chattanooga, Tennessee oh, yeah. so that is great to know. Um,
1: no one talks about it like Chattanooga is like a hidden party gem and yeah it's crazy. <laughs> we played yeah. in a, like, a garage and people were like swinging from the rafters and <laughs> yeah. I think I slept in the van at night. So I was like, oh, this house is crazy.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. That sounds very anti-establishment in a great way.
1: Yeah. And uh, friends would call Chattanooga, Chattawaukee because we would yeah. visit there a lot. And it was just like, it was Chattawaukee. We we're crazy. Shit. That's
0: yeah, where, yeah that's where I'm going Shit.
1: let's go
0: yeah let's do it um, <laughs> yeah and it's I mean I can't I can only imagine how dope it is to you know be in the heart of New York partying on rooftops that sounds great too that was uh, great. yeah yeah uh, so do you want to talk a little bit like piece by piece of like the different bands since then um, since your first one that it's uh, a little bit about their runs
1: Okay. um, Well, I think Pussy Collector was my, that was the band that like really got me going. Like that really opened my eyes to like, this is what I want to do. This is awesome. Um, But yeah, I started Pussy Collector with my friend Amber, Amber Ray, um, Mary from Foxface and Magoo so I mean we were just joking one night and I was like let's start a band called Pussy Collector like what no that's ridiculous and then everyone's like let's do it I'm like okay so it was basically like a joke and then it took off and it was so much fun it was like you never knew if our bass player was going to be like too drunk to play or if we couldn't like make it through the set like it was always a shit show and we always had like a theme like we would dress up and just like just be idiots but people loved it and i was like holy shit this is great this is cool and i got really aggressive as like a front person yeah and that was like i loved being that like character and that strong person like i don't know you get too close to me i'm gonna put like a boot in your face like it yeah. was, just, and people loved it and you got away with it and it was cool um but yeah, that that went on for a while, and we would have last shows all the time. It was kind of our thing where we're like, this is our last show. But then a month later, I'd be like, no, this is our last, last show. Yeah. So people <laughs> are just like, you guys are ridiculous. Um, but I remember specifically my favorite show, um, We All Got Married, Tony Schwader from Holy Shit. Um well. Yeah. yeah he ordained it and magoo and mary got married we like got like full wedding dresses off of like
0: oh amazing
1: ebay yeah like 50 dollar wedding dresses and yeah it was crazy that was our last show but then it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but um yeah we were just ridiculous but we also played with um corinne tucker from slater kenny oh duh. At, yeah yeah at cactus club a while back um And then I found an article, um, like an interview they had with her about that tour. Um, uh, and they were like, what was your favorite part of tour? And she was like, Milwaukee. I saw this band Pussy Collector and she like remembered all of her names. And it was just like, it made my life. Cause that was like, like, I love Riot Girl. And that was like, the whole point of Pussy Collector. So that was cool. Yeah,
0: that is killer, yeah. Sorry,
1: I'm like rambling.
0: No, 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 I love so this. Sick. No, this is like exactly the kind of stories I love to hear. I mean, that's okay, fucking, that is fucking spectacular.
1: Yeah, it was, um, it really, it was cool. It was really nice. Um, so we toured and to the East Coast and back and that was awesome. That was the best tour ever. Um, but yeah that Amber moved to Vegas but then when she would be in town I'm like fuck it let's do a show and she's like I don't remember these songs I'm like whatever let's have like two practices and like I just like couldn't let go of Pussy Collector and none of us could because it was so fun Um, but then that's over and then Iron Pizza um, that kind of started with just Jared like Jared was doing his keyboard thing um, and then one day they he had a basement show he played a basement show and Bryce was there just like drinking kind of drunk and Jared's like can you just play drums with me for this set and J- Bryce is like okay whatever like <laughs> Bryce is so laid back and cool he's like yeah sure like we've done this before yeah. so then it was jared and bryce and they would play shows at bremen when i like bartended there um and one night i was pretty drunk and they would bring a tambourine around and i just like jumped on stage yeah. and started playing tambourine like a drunk idiot <laughs> and then jared called me and was like do you just want to like come to band practice and do that and i'm like what okay <laughs> sure so then we did that, and that took off as Iron Pizza, and then we had Jake join, um, and that was fun, too, like, I just love being in bands that people are like, you guys are fun, let's just, like, party and play a stupid show,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, um, and then we got to open for Andrew WK, which is like, oh cool. yeah, it was like, we'd always joke about that because we covered one of his songs. We're like, what if we ever like got to open for him? And we did. So yeah. that was like a highlight. Um,
0: crazy when you can speak these things into existence, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I was just like, this is insane. I remember waking up and there's like 50 messages from all of them. They're like, Rachel's gonna freak out. This is crazy. I was like, oh my God, like Ah, this is a dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was cool. And then we just kind of like fizzled out. It was kind of just like a falling out with stuff, and which was a bummer because I love that band so much. Mm-hmm. But it was time. Yeah. Um, and then me and a few Bryce and Jake from Iron Pizza, we started Tell Me um, with Taylor. Um, And that was cool. And that was a whole different side of music that I never thought I would try and do. And I was uh, the lead singer and it was pretty. It was like a prettier band, I guess. That makes sense. So um, that was great to like touch that side and be like, oh, I kind of could do this and get like confidence in like a different area. Yeah. Yeah. So... yeah that was basically it and then I was in no bands and it felt really strange and being a parent I'm like I love being a parent but I need that balance like yeah. I want to still be like me and who I am and like I love music so that was just gone so I, it's been a struggle and then with the pandemic it's like now I can't even see my friends play shows or work yeah. a show it's a bummer
0: yeah, no, I I get that. Like, co- since last March, like so much of the momentum from people's like, m- you know, motivation to create and, uh, yeah. um, like a lot of that just got hijacked. And so, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I've seen so from just the perspective of doing breaking and entering, like where you know we're covering what's been coming out and like thing is like there's no shortage of music that's been dropping like there's been a lot of stuff that's been coming out but i've noticed that there's a lot of like people dropping things that are like dusted off from like a while ago and it's like this it's time to just get this out you know or there's a lot of solo projects Mm -hmm. like new projects that are in the works right now you know some people are finishing up stuff that um you know uh they kind of had to that they were working on like when COVID hit and like yeah just kind of halts the the progress there so there's all this like varying degrees of where people are at with their output and uh, all of it is like totally valid depending on who you are and just like what your life looks like and you know what mode you you know what best mode you are in to create like it's different for everybody but you know at the same time, it's like I put no pressure on anybody not doing anything right now because right. the world is a hellscape right now. Like yeah. it's all the things that you are probably singing about in in punk music is like the the fucking you know the veil has been ripped off and it's yeah like, it's
1: like all at once like holy shit yeah I mean it's cool to see like um like solo things and like things that maybe like we wouldn't have seen from other people but they're like pushed in this corner where it's like yo maybe i could try this and like do this and that's like a really neat and cool thing to see too um so it's like a different side of it like yeah yeah it's cool
0: yeah yeah like people are you know kind of challenging themselves and like mm-hmm. how they define themselves as an artist and uh, love to see that <clears throat> whole mess started last march like where were you at like were you kind of like did you have sort of like aspirations of like um getting something new started anytime soon
1: yeah I mean um like me and eric and Olivia and greg uh we all wanted to start a band and that was like we were working on that it was like slowly but surely um hoping that would come together but That's where I was at, Um, but I wasn't like rushing in to like start something new. It wasn't like a big rush where I was like, I need to do this because I was also trying to like find my place as like a parent, which has been like difficult for me. Um, So it was, yeah, at that point I was like, okay, let's do this, but also take it slow. And then quarantine hit and now taking it real slow. (laughs) But like finding myself and like growing within myself. And it's been really good, I think. I think if we, if I didn't have this quarantine happen, I, yeah, I wouldn't have like taken the time to, I don't know, just figure stuff out and slow down. Oh,
0: totally.
1: It's important for sure. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I think for a lot of us, I think we're all like, holy shit. And like taking a step back of like, the party lifestyle and, like, how crazy it was and, like, how much we really didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. It really has changed a lot within me, so.
0: Yeah, I, hey, and I totally respect that, and that's a beautiful thing that, you know, you really taken a lot of time to look inwardly. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that, as I think quarantine has, um, you know, kind of revealed to a lot of us is that a lot of us don't don't always make right like room for it's not like any of us really saw this coming so it's like you know we we stuck to our routines we Mm -hmm. had our releases we have our normal vices like all of that like believe me like when shows were still there I was going to like at least a show or two a week and
1: yeah believe me yeah and it's like easy to get carried away. It's like, okay, I want to go to the show with my friends, but then like, whoa, I didn't expect to like get drunk or like, I don't know, stay out till two in the morning. So it's good to like take a step back and be like boundaries and priorities because everything was just like going too fast. But I mean, the shows are important still. Like we all need to do that and go see a show.
0: (laughs) for real, like, I, got I, I miss, I miss all of the, the show people, because that was, that became my way of going out, you know, like, I don't just really hang out at bars, I don't go to clubs, I just, I go to shows, you know, and, like, that was, so that's how I saw most of my friends these days, and uh, not having that made me realize, like, Kind of what you're saying, like um evaluating growth and like um addressing things in our lives, like it made me realize like not having shows made me realize like how much like I always end up over drinking because of social anxiety.
1: Yeah.
0: Like where I get really like I don't know what to do with myself around crowds so like I would just constantly be slamming beers
1: yeah like you need that beer in your hand like it's like a thing
0: yeah it's it's like a security blanket like Mm -hmm. because you know you feel like it's something you have like control over yeah um but that was like so that was like something that I like really like um came face to face with like uh without shows so it's like So it, it makes you, you think about things like that and you realize, well, okay, now that I'm conscious of that, maybe like once like, you know, the pandemic dies down and shows come back, like I can kind of reevaluate like, you know, my comfortability, Mm -hmm. like in my own skin, like while I'm out and like be more just like uh, conscious of like my boundaries and stuff like that. Like it's. It's been the time to, to really, like, uh, do a lot of soul work for that,
1: mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, and really yeah, having that time to think about it and, like, be stuck with yourself. Like, I know a lot of, like, my friends and me, myself, like, if things got hard, I would go run away to a show or go play pinball at a bar and then overdrink. Like, yeah, it's really made me realize, like, where that's at and yeah. the partying and all of that. And it gets you get carried away. And especially being like a bartender too, that was like how many times, like when I'm like, my anxiety is really bad and I'm trying to engage with like a customer or someone, I'm like, oh, let's just do a shot. Like, that's so unhealthy. I'm just right. like, God damn, like, no, like, no, no, no. no. So yeah, just taking a step back and like seeing those little things it's like holy shit, that was like not healthy or good. So hopefully a lot of us can just like realize that. And I think we are.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Like we're, we're looking at things a lot more like objectively, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, especially like, for example, like, um, this doesn't have to do with drinking, but you think you look at like old pictures of like, um, like crowds, crowds and like we can't help but like recoil at the sight of so many people packed into a tight space yeah. and thinking about all of like the pathogens that are probably getting I passed-
1: know. Uh <laughs> it's crazy like I feel like this is like I mean I've learned so much about viruses where yeah. I'm just like this is crazy and it's I don't think it's ever going to go away now. But
0: proper sanitation thinking about like the things that shouldn't go away, like masks need to stay if someone yeah, if is like sick. feeling under the weather.
1: Yeah, and I am glad like, and hopefully that's like more normalized. I'm guessing yeah. it is. Um, but yeah, when people are sick now, I'm like hoping that just put a mask on. Yeah. Not weird right. anymore. Yeah. yeah,
0: hand sanitizer everywhere.
1: Yeah. yeah, my hands are like ruined now though. Yeah. Like,
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> My thing is just there's been, some really nasty ass hand sanitizers that have been going around <laughs> lately. Like
1: it's like uh, straight up vodka. Like there's some yeah. room, like, why is this rum? Like, I don't want to smell rum. <laughs> like I never
0: remembered hand sanitizer smelling like the alcohol that I overdid it with, you know? Yeah. Like
1: last night and now I'm going to puke. Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah. So, so bad.
1: Okay. Kid hand sanitizer at Target. Like, they're like a dollar or something like Batman or Spider-Man. They're uh, scented. Like dude. I have a blueberry one and I'm like in the car, like hell yeah.
0: Yeah, dude. That shit goes hard.
1: It does. <laughs> it does. I'm telling you. Get
0: <laughs> <down>. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need in our lives. You know, like
1: yeah.
0: the, the Batman hand sanitizer. Yes,
1: blueberry scented, baby. <laughs> yeah.
0: I hope I hope they got that shit of cactus.
1: Yes, uh, we'll be stacked. <laughs> yeah.
0: So um that speaking of cactus like so how long did you work there
1: um I started working there oh man probably like right after Lincoln was born so like four years so when Eric still owned it um I was working there um I was going there since I was like 17 or something um but yeah so, it was always my dream to like work there. And it was always a place to like, oh, dude, like you got to show at Cactus Club. Like, hell yeah. Like, it's always been the place. And it's just like getting better, um, you know, with Kelsey, with her ownership. It's a dream. Yeah. It's a literal dream with everything she's doing and the crew's doing. Um, yeah. It's going places. And like, we need that place around.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, the, you know, the support for not only Cactus, but all independent venues right now is of the utmost importance. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, and that's why, like, I encourage people, you know, like, whether it's to pick up some beer or buy some merch or mm-hmm. donate a little, little something, like, we got to support our venues right yeah. now more than we ever have, like, and there was so much, like, like, once, like, because Kelsey like, um, uh, stepped into that, the role of owning that place right before COVID. So it's like, yeah, it became such a, it becomes such a pivot because like, there was just so much going for like new direction. Yeah. We
1: had like that month and it was scary. I mean, like it was crazy. Like we're like, okay, new ownership, but awesome. Like this is so exciting. This is what it needed. And so stoked but it's like okay the first month like we need to have like a great month and let's do it yeah and we did it and it was like holy shit like month one so cool so fun and then this happens and it's like holy shit like where do we go from here um she couldn't get any grants anything because new ownership and they didn't view cactus as like an establishment that's been around forever. So it, it was really weird and hard. Um, but, you know, everyone came together and they are doing the digital dream and the digital programming, which is so awesome. And people are into it. And the merch is just like, it's constant and it's cool merch. Like it's not, um, it's not just like your regular, like, Oh, here's a shirt. Like it's like really cool stuff. So yeah. People yeah. are seeing it, and the
0: community has been amazing for cactus. Can I can I show you something? Yes. Here, one second. <laughs> Last summer, um, I started collecting more merch, and uh, I bought a Cactus Club crew neck.
1: Hell yeah!
0: And uh, this very nice note was written for me, um. Um, uh, accompanying uh, my 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 shirt and it said ben thank you for your support we appreciate it immensely hope you're doing as well as pos it's everything stay safe love you lots cactus crew and uh, that like like warmed my heart so much that like this personalized um, note like came with a place that i like literally wouldn't be the same person without like because some of my, some of the best times of my life, you know, in the last couple of years have been covering shows there and meeting all sorts of really neat and amazing people. What's so transformative about that place is that like, it gives people who like, if you want to do something cool, like you have the platform to do it in this access- really neat and accessible way yeah. that has also held space for so many amazing bands over the years and individuals that are could be pretty high profile names at this point yeah and it's like being able to have that same podium Mm -hmm. to do something cool is so it's very precious and um and so like i will hold on to this forever it's on my bulletin board Yeah. yeah, and
1: that's the thing, like, that's why I love Cactus and, like, being a part of it, because, like, um, we want to make, like, everyone seen, like, like, we see you, and we know you, and just love everyone that comes through those doors, and, you know, is supportive, and, but, yeah, it's a lot of different platforms there, and that's what we want. We want to give, like, accessibility to everyone, and, like, help them learn, and help them grow, and then also have these, like, crazy shows on the other hand so yeah it's just like it's it's magical and it's great and the place like holds a near dear area in my heart but yeah Kelsey's killing it the crew's killing it and I can't wait for like future days
0: same I I can't wait till uh I'm slugging hams tall boys and uh
1: hell yeah <laughs> hanging out
0: with all you all of you great folks again like yeah I,
1: I miss it so much like I miss those like crazy nights um the, just like that side area where you like go in from the bar in and out yeah. like that little like area where like all the friends like hung out yeah. I don't know it was just like the little things where yeah, yeah. Nice. I miss
0: I miss entering the bathroom and it's like looking at the stickers that weren't there the last time I was in the bathroom, like, yeah. cause there's always new stickers in there. Yeah. Um, I missed that. Yeah. Um, the week before, uh, lockdown, um, I hosted, uh, the, 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 like the day long show that Ryan King put together.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: With like some of my favorite bands like mm-hmm. snag and haunter and uh large print uh Apollo Vermouth like that was,
1: was in that night I think yeah. And it was fun so fun yeah that was like yeah that was the last show I remember being like really fun and like the last one yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah that was yeah and like when you have a good show like that you just want to keep doing it
1: yeah so totally.
0: um so we will pick up where we left off.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're gonna, um, and it's gonna be like bigger and better. And there's yeah. like a bunch of like remodeling that's like happened. Um, and it looks so great. Like Kelsey's vision and everyone's vision there, it's it's coming together and it's beautiful. And the Airbnb upstairs is great and people are staying there. Um, so yeah, it's really cool. It's just like a nice little community area. That's important.
0: We love you, Kelsey. Yeah,
1: I love you, Kelsey. Yeah,
0: I I miss her so much. But uh, yeah. yeah, well, uh, Rachel, I appreciate you joining me to talk about local music, uh, the bands you've been in, Cactus Club, um, the role that live music plays in our in all of our lives, and yeah. how much of a home we found it found within it, mm-hmm. and also just like you know what we've learned about ourselves that can help us like be the best versions of ourselves on the way out. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just, I really enjoyed talking to you and, uh, Thank I, you and,
1: for and I miss
0: seeing you. I do miss yes. seeing
1: you. I miss you too. Uh, soon <laughs> enough, we'll be, uh we'll be seeing each other and seeing a good show.
0: Certainly will. <laughs> on our Thank way you. out, um, as we close out, uh, ask everyone the same two questions. Okay. Uh, first is, what keeps you up at night?
1: What keeps me up at night? Oh my god, the scary um, like horror documentaries I watch before bed. Oh,
0: oh man. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, uh,
1: yeah, like Dateline. Okay, Dateline keeps me up at night.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I actually watched, I don't know why I do this to myself, I watched two horror movies last night. Um,
1: Like, Mm-mm. I,
0: I, I mean, I, I love horror movies, but sometimes, like, um, it's...
1: You gotta stop sometimes. Yeah, sometimes
0: you need to cut yourself off before you...
1: Yeah, you go too deep. Like, I watched that uh, Elisa Lamb documentary um, about the Cecil Motel, and I live alone, and I'm like, that was a bad idea. So, <laughs> it's I not such watched... a deep answer, but yeah, those keep me up at night
0: no that's a valid answer the other night i watched that documentary american murder the family next door
1: oh i don't think it's, i watched that
0: it's um it's so i think it's i think i watched it on netflix or i don't I know I saw but, it on Netflix. okay it's yeah. about the uh the, the watts family murders in colorado This um, woman and uh, her two children just, like, disappeared one day. And uh, everyone's wondering, like...
1: Chris. Chris, right? Yeah, Chris. I did watch that. Oh, my God. Okay. Or I heard it on a podcast. I'm, like, obsessed with true crime. It's kind of crazy. That is crazy. Fuck Fuck Chris. Fuck Chris. Oh, my God. I cried watching that, okay? Like, that was, like... That's heartbreaking. People are nasty so yes that keeps me up thinking like oh there's people in the world like that
0: people are sociopathic and uh, but carry such but could carry such a normal shell
1: i know and I that's, that's it anyone <laughs> yeah,
0: that's what that was so unsettling about that
1: yeah that was really sad
0: yeah yeah re- re- rest in peace the two daughters the second question is what puts you to sleep
1: um um uh, I don't know knowing that I'm okay and well and my son is well and yeah I think about that a lot and I always just tell myself like everything's gonna be okay even though um there's a lot of like tough times like life's really wavy but you gotta like ride that wave so yeah just things like that just knowing like my little dudes well and yeah
0: shout out the little dude
1: yeah best dude
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you for thank you for being on the show rachel oh my god
1: thanks for having me this was so much fun my anxiety was awful beforehand but this is great and i had a lot of fun thank you i'm glad i'm glad
0: for everyone watching uh I'll be, uh, tagging, um, I'll be finding Rachel's old bands on Bandcamp, so you can check out that stuff, and, uh, I'll also be providing a link to Cactus Club's website, so, uh, you can support them at this time. We miss shows. We love all of you. We're, we're gonna get we'll through this. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get
1: yeah. through it. We'll be there again.
0: Thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Bye! <laughs>